0: Men and women are foregoing the nine-to-five jobs introduced during the industrial age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy, with your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Jem has disappointed me this week. Why is that? In here and without any remorse <laughs> announced to me that he's gone vegan for the week. Why is that such a problem, Wayne? Because you love the meat, Jem.
1: I do love the meat. And I love meat. And I still love the meat.
0: So why are you going vegan? Quickly, explain. It's just
1: just for something different. I thought, to be honest, I keep hearing so much about it, and to be honest, I read this ebook and it was talk- talking about sort of managing energy. And it was just like I was kind of promoting a vegan diet, so I thought, so I did. I'll give it a go, see how I feel. One week, I'm definitely going to go back to meat. Hundred percent, I love meat too much not to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's alright. So
1: we'll see how it goes. I think you should join me on the journey.
0: I I could never, ever, like it's just not within my nature to be able to eat that much in terms of vegetarian food. It's just not in my nature. But it's natural. So is meat.
1: Yeah, it is, but not the processed in funny ways. Anyway,
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome folks and phokets.
1: Okay, I like that.
0: (laughs) To Powerful Nonsense, episode 26. Did you like our new intro? (laughs) Yeah, did you? Did you?
1: So Wayne Wayne put that together in a little while. Well, I don't know how long you spent on it.
0: Ten minutes? No, it was a little bit more
1: than that. We care about our audience, Wayne. We spend lots of time.
0: No, it was a joke. I mean, it wasn't a funny joke. It wasn't even as good as James Lambert's non-funny jokes from last episode, which if you haven't (laughs) checked out, you should check out. Cheeky little plug there. Like what I did? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Welcome to episode 26, which we have entitled The Rise of the Sidepreneur. And next time, we'll be doing The Dawn of the Sidepreneur, like they did with Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Okay, I see what you're doing there.
0: Yeah, That Um, was an awful joke as well. James Lambert will be proud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Shall we um, kick this episode off with the uh, beginning quote? Yes, let's, let's. <laughs> so the beginning quote of the episode is work full time on your job and part time on your fortune. And that's by a good man who has unfortunately passed away, he passed away a while back, but he's a great man, Jim
0: Rohn. And do you want to dive in a little bit deeper into that quote, Jim, and just explain what you mean or, or what, what Jim Rohn meant? and how that links to what we're going to talk about today.
1: I think the main thing Jim Rohn was saying there was kind of like, um, people work their full-time jobs, but that usually is something they probably don't know. Their nine-to-five is probably something they don't really enjoy that much. Mm -hmm. Whereas... And then so it's just zapping a lot of energy, whereas when you work part-time and you're doing something on the side, that thing is usually your passion or it's the thing that you really love doing. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the thing that's going to make you more money. That's the thing that's going to increase your kind of uh, resiliency, like through entrepreneurship. And I think that's what he's saying there. And yeah, I think it's a really fitting quote for the episode.
0: Okay, good. And I think we can, we can start off by saying that this is something that we could talk about extensively um, to a degree not necessarily in the correct way because we're not experts, but we both have experience as uh, Cypreneurs, um, and, because, uh, well, I am still a Cypreneur, um, you are now technically an entrepreneur Wahey. but you do have experience as a sidepreneur. Definitely, I think to be honest, I only
1: heard about the phrase sidepreneur recently, and then I was just like, actually, that's really fitting because I think a lot of people, especially like when you're starting out, like people still have full-time jobs and have to kind of pay the bills, and so it's nice to think, oh, actually, you can be an entrepreneur on the side. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like like you say, like I started out like I was working full time. And then I started, like, offering my, my services, which I was um, applying to my full-time job, to, like, small businesses. Mm-hmm. And then um, before long, I realized, oh, well, actually, I am a bit of a sidepreneur because I'm going to work in a day, coming home and then mm-hmm. doing work for others. But I just loved what I was doing. Yeah. And that sort of t- turned into my sort of entrepreneur mm-hmm. gig, really.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I just kind of wish they had a better name for it, really. I know. It's a bit cheesy. It's a little bit of a... I know, work. but it's one of
1: those it's one oh, of those. I've words tried that. to
0: find a, a non <laughs> non <laughs> explicit. Well you can put it
1: as part time entrepreneur. I think to be honest, like a part timepreneur. A part time preneur. But I think to be honest, like <laughs> like I don't think you- I like mean mainly I know it's probably going against the whole name of the episode but I think once you decide to be an entrepreneur even if you're doing it on the side you are an entrepreneur at heart you'll yeah, be bringing that into absolutely. your work life you will be absolutely. kind of you just you start embracing what, what it is to be an entrepreneur it's not like you say you go to work as a drone mm-hmm. and then come home and suddenly you're this creative person who's ready to take on the world so it is one of those sort of gimmicky words and we're sorry but we we fall for the gimmick sometimes <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay so what then... I, I mean, why are you in favour of the the sidepreneur movement then? Because obviously, um, as you say, people are doing jobs that they hate. And, you know... And then... Well, I, I, let's, let's look at it this way. A lot of people think... I'm going to my 9-5 to five job. I'm working my absolute ass off all day. It's getting paid very little. Which means I have to work even harder. Because some of us are being paid by results. Some of us are being paid by time. Some are results-based. Whatever. You've got to work really, really hard. Nine to five. I get home. I want to spend time with my girlfriend. I want to spend time with my family. I've got to cook
1: uh, myself some food. Yeah, I want to watch some
0: trashy TV uh, just to switch off. Why would you... What would you say to those... Th- those? <laughs> <laughs> those people? <laughs> like, the why would you... Why do you think that being a cy- Cyprenor is worth the extra... Well, worth the extra... Um, it's, it's a hard one really because I think like
1: entrepreneurship is one of those things that it kind of adds to your life like it's not about kind of saying oh I'm just going to go give myself more work to do mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's kind of saying oh actually I do this stuff to earn money in the day, but when I come home, like I want to know who I am. I want to kind of work on something that's about, mm-hmm. about me. It's like people have loads of passions from young and then they go to work and all of these things just drop off, like education drops off. Mm-hmm. And so I think cypreneurship is kind of saying like, literally I'm going to come home and when I have my time for myself, I'm going to work on something that I actually enjoy. Uh-huh. And it's kind of it's kind of like a hobby at the beginning, especially when you're a cyber-neur. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you'll go to karate class, but you'll come home and you'll start learning about business. And I think... What makes it so important is that it when you're doing it when you're doing it on the side, like you're taking away. Like I always say that a lot of people's kind of fear or the, the, the chance of them doing something is, stems from that kind of having, like not having money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a great base because you know you're going to work, you're getting your bills paid, and then you can come home and you've you've got that sort of um, freedom for creativity. Mm-hmm. So sidepreneurship is great for that because you can kind of come home and not feel like this has to work because um, if it doesn't, then the bills go out of the window. Like yeah. a lot of people say like, oh, you can't be an entrepreneur. You have to quit your full-time job. It has to just like, you mm-hmm. gotta throw yourself all in for some people that's not real, realistic and I yeah. wouldn't sort of suggest that to anybody because yeah. if you've got bills to pay and if you don't have money coming in that's just stupid like mm-hmm. that would just be a bad decision so what I like about sidepreneurship is that it's kind of like the first entrance into kind of entrepreneurship yeah, it's really exactly like awesome. a very light touch and it's yeah. sort of like, like we always talk about people aren't trade, trained for entrepreneurship mm-hmm. so it's kind of like okay go home and sort of take that time to actually start learning about business start learning about how to make make money for yourself really
0: yeah and yeah I, I kind of agree and that's kind of what i was going to say is is it's kind of like a platform into entrepreneurship and the good thing is is if you if you're if you've got your bills covered or at least the majority of your bills covered i mean that's that's a good thing as well i mean you can scale back if you are uh doing a, a job where it is results based you can start scaling back the amount of time that you're putting in you can take and if you if you're on uh, the zero hours contract like many people are they're not well. allowed
1: anymore I think they just got banned
0: um, or I, something no I don't think they've been banned I think they, There's they're, some more they're being regulations. reviewed yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and, and really clamping down on them to make sure uh, companies aren't taking the mick because I hope they're not banned because I'm on a zero hours contract. Are you? Oh I yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: don't know, but but I mean, most people are probably like nine to five. Like that's yeah. probably the most common.
0: Yeah. But if but either way, you can start scaling back. And the good thing is, is you can use it as this platform. You don't if you so long as you've got your bills covered, you then do, you aren't under the pressure of this business has to work and function and make a profit in a month's time mm-hmm. for me to pay those bills mm-hmm. um, without having to dip into savings or anything like that. Um, you've got that time where you can go right like this business can work when it works mm-hmm. um, but but with that comes the fact that really if you're serious about it, you do need to hustle mm-hmm. because otherwise you'll get stuck in this complacency trap where you'll be like, well, it doesn't really need to earn all that much money so songs so I'm breaking even mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter and then and then you don't progress any further.
1: What do you think? Like, are the main reasons why people like? I think you spoke a bit about like people come home. It's kind of like the last Mm -hmm. thing on their mind Mm -hmm. to kind of start hitting the computer. Like, what other reasons do you think people don't kind of even approach like entrepreneurship when they get home? Um, I mean, I don't think there's many people that probably come home and say, "Oh, I'm going to go pick up a book for the next two hours," or "I'm going to go and start a course in the evenings."
0: Yeah. um, I mean, if I look at if I look at my own career since I moved to London um which I've spoken about many times um if I look at the three years that I've been in London the only the last 12 months really have I picked up the actual and, and looked at it as this is my career even though I've looked at it that way anyway but in a term in terms of the amount of work that's been put in because the first two years I was was spent doing essentially nine to five work, even sometimes ridiculous hours, like half 12 in the afternoon till half eight mm-hmm. of an evening, um, which isn't uncommon either, particularly, you know, people... Like, if I look at myself, my day job now um, is an evening job, mostly. So I have to make sure then that rather than coming in and then chilling out for several hours after I get home at 11 o'clock at night, that I start winding down as soon as I get home. Mm-hmm. I'm in bed by 12. I finish at 11, so I'm in bed by 12. And then I'm up by at the latest 8 o'clock in the morning so that I can get the most out of that time before I go to work to, to put into what I want to do. Um, I think th- there is a, a whole uh, myriad of, of reasons, I think, why people just don't engage in the sidepreneur thing. And I think a lot of it is actually this i this fundamental idea that to be an entrepreneur, you can't be in a job. Mm-hmm. People, like I say to people, I, well, I'm self-employed. Even people at the at the hotel that I work at, I say, well, I'm self-employed. And they go, how are you self-employed? Do you work here? It's like, yeah, but I'm self-employed and employed. Mm-hmm. So for, just from a tax perspective, the way HMRC looks at it, you are a self-employed individual. You're not employed, you're self-employed. Um, That overrides everything. And I think that's the way you should kind of look at cypreneurship is, okay, you can be employed, but if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. But I think there's even more fundamental reason for why
1: people don't get involved. I think it's like people generally come home and think like, I don't think people think they can make money for themselves. No, I don't. I think that's the fundamental thing. Is like I'm going to come home, and now you're you're kind of, or we're trying to say that try it out. But it's like people mm-hmm. don't really aren't convinced that they can make money. I don't think for it's themselves. even
0: the fact that they're they're not convinced that they can make money for themselves. I think they just fundamentally don't know how. That too. <laughs> if you if you had said to me, um, like, ten years ago, so I would have been 15, mm-hmm. which is you know the sorts of time that I should really be you know considering maybe if i wanted to be an entrepreneur which i didn't at the time because i didn't realize that being an actor was kind of being I don't an think i knew already. what an entrepreneur was at 15 yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um, you know because the, the like i went through school going i want to be an actor did not even consider the fact that that meant that i was running my own business i was being self-employed i did and i kind of looked at what my dad was doing as a self-employed carpenter and went okay so i'm going to have to do that but didn't really understand the scope of it if you had said to me at the age of 15 I need you to go out and make a thousand pounds in the next month, um, but you're not allowed to be employed by anyone. You've got to create your own business. So you've got to you've got to create something that people are going to buy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would have failed miserably. I think everybody would have because it's just. In fact, I did fail miserably because I did the young that young enterprise thing. <laughs> I I and and my I mean. I, I'm good. At, I'm good at managing people and, and management skills, and I wasn't put in the in, <laughs> in that role where I get to manage people. Um, but we we absolutely failed mm-hmm. at this whole selling, making, and selling things because we didn't know how to do it.
1: And and that's it's a shame, really, because I think nowadays, obviously with the internet, it's, it's easier than ever. Like back when we were 15, I think thinking that you was going to like start your own business was like a huge slog. Like you'd think, okay, I have yeah. to actually have like a brick and mortar business. Yeah. Whereas now, literally, you could set up your business in a few hours online. Mm-hmm. But I still think, even though that is the case, I still think there's so many people out there who, I think even like I speak to people now because I do websites, like I'm going to do websites for people. And even now, like people are shocked at, like they way overestimate how like um, how hard it's going to mm-hmm. be. Like literally you could put mm-hmm. together a website in a couple of hours if you get the yeah. theme and you get your host in, but people don't even understand that. Or how yeah. do you get a domain name? And it's kind of like these really basic skills, which you can now actually just search in YouTube to find out how to do it for free people kind of like don't even like even move towards it
0: should not right should not and i've said that i think i may have said this to you right we are in a world now right education maths, english science right mm-hmm. those are your three core subjects right Maths, english and science in a digital age mm-hmm. so where the hell <laughs> <Beep>. is it <laughs> yeah in that as a core subject that should be Core number one above anything else. Well, I think if it's
1: like, I think if it's, I think it just has to be digital and it has to be selling. Like people don't know. That's why marketing is so important. Like people generally don't know how to sell themselves. Like mm-hmm. the only thing you ever at all at school about sales is your CV. Your CV is a sales letter for you, oh, mate. And, and, even, and even them, <laughs> I are, hate
0: the CV and it,
1: with a passion. But even they are a shamble. Like
0: they're a they shamble.
1: Literally, that's it. That's your sales letter of who you are and what you could do for and, somebody. And do you
0: know what? The biggest thing that you can put on your CV is. Uh, CEO of company yeah because suddenly they go what's your company why how are you CEO why are you here now it creates a talking point to be honest get on that Cyprenor boat that's what I'm saying yeah
1: no definitely (laughs) it's good but I think to be honest if you've got an entrepreneur mindset I think you'll be laughing at a CV nowadays like nowadays if I wanted a gig like I can't imagine, my, I hope I don't ever have, have to write a CV to, mm-hmm. again oh, to likewise. for someone. But I think an entrepreneur, if you're coming into getting a job as an entrepreneur, you're not thinking so much about a CV. You're thinking, how do I tweet the manager of this company? How can I ask if I can write a blog exactly. for them? Exactly.
0: And what have we been taught at school? Every, every second of every day we were taught <laughs> at school, this is going to look great on your CV. And everything was geared towards, do whatever's going to look good on your CV. Uh-huh.
1: It's and not like what's going to look great on your website, what's going to look good on your social media profile. These yeah. are the sort of... Anyway. We're probably moving off. But we yeah. are moving incredibly off topic. Um one of one of the major things i wanted to talk about and i think it's the it's the big i think it's the fundamental start i know we say all right you've got your money covered once you've got your money covered for me the next thing is like what's your energy like Mm -hmm. you were like taking the mick out of me a little bit the fact that i'm doing this vegan (laughs) diet but i know why you're i know i know but like i said like it's all about like um like managing your energy like too many people if like if you Mm -hmm. go through the day and you're getting to work we've said this hundreds of times you go there and you're zapped you don't like what you're doing you're Mm -hmm. fed up with the boss Mm -hmm. moaning at you and then and like we said we both agreed that we both done this way it comes to like 3pm or the afternoon you're thinking okay let me go get my chocolate bar and my, my fizzy drink have that that gives me a little perk you, at lunchtime, you go and reach out for the quickest fast food because you're in the rush and all these things. And you want to
0: make most of that lunch hour because yeah. you're like, I don't I don't want to spend yeah. half an hour getting this food. I just want to spend five minutes so I can just sit and chill yeah. and just enjoy not doing the job that I hate. For and an for hour. most people, that
1: five minutes is usually all you've got because you know you've got to quickly get back and get back to that work and you've missed breakfast in the morning. And so for me, like a fundamental part of, having any en- of managing your energy is like being really aware of what you're putting into your body because your energy is the thing that kind of creates your willpower for that day and if all day long you're just sabotaging your health by eating rubbish eating all this junk food and then you're having a crap day so you're emotionally drained you come home and then when you get in literally you are burnt your willpower is burnt out the next you're, you've been on like some sugar high sugar low sugar high sugar low all day long you want to get in and the next thing you want to do is pick up a chocolate bar or reach for that kind of i don't know the can of drink or a beer or something that's just going to get you that little high again and then mm-hmm. it's like people are on a constant crash crash Crash, crash, up and down, crash him, and I think that's not the kind of mentality or the kind of way you need to look after yourself. If when you get home, the first thing you are thinking is, "Okay, what can I like? I've got this time allocated for my business. Mm-hmm. What can I actually do?" Mm-hmm. And I think once you get that right, once you start looking after yourself, like your energy goes through the roof. Like you were saying about your um, that uh, workout thing that you was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I uh, stopped doing, I think I think I've said on on the podcast before that I, I did insanity.
1: Yeah, it's about the only bit of exercise I think he's yeah. ever done.
0: <laughs> That's not true. We used to run six K every morning at uni until I got really ill and then couldn't get back into it. <laughs> yeah, for about that- three months. <laughs> yeah. No, it was so, good. So yeah. yeah. I have I have been able to keep fit. Thank you very much, Jen. No,
1: he's he's in decent shape.
0: But the point the point is I finished insanity probably three months ago now. And since I've stopped doing it, I've I can feel that I'm not as healthy as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am looking to get back into it tomorrow, in fact. Great. <laughs> um, uh, so by the time this has gone out... Actually, no, I'll probably go out tonight. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so it, it kind of carries forward. And, and what I was going to say as well is once you put the energy into your own business and your own passion and you have got it in, in the position where it is exciting and it, you enjoy doing it and you want to put the side in... It, the time aside to put into it. Like since I've done that <laughs> Stomach's rumbling. <laughs> I need to eat. But since I've done that, um I am excited to get up in the morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: every day to put that time in. So it carries forward because then when you when you've got that level of excitement, um you're uh you Like, I can't explain it. I really like what
1: you're saying to when you work out. If If you start the gym and you start going to the gym and you're doing something productive, see the gym as being your entrepreneurship in the evening. Once you start going to the gym you naturally don't want to start putting bad foods into your system mm-hmm. because those foods, it feels like you're kind of just wiping off what you're doing. So if you're doing the same thing for your mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and you're going to work and you're eating crap that's going to make you feel really low, then you're sabotaging
0: the thing that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so- Well, it's like I, I tweeted out something the other day, actually, um, which is kind of a similar thing, as you are saying, with the exercise. Once you get into fitness, you don't want to be... You're not enjoying the junk as much, which is true. I, f- I found exactly the same. I'd go... Oh, I've only got five minutes yeah I'll have a McDonald's i have the McDonald's which I used to be like mmm yeah. yummer afterwards yeah. but now I'm just like actually that was shit and I, I now feel a little bit ill because I've eaten that mm-hmm. um, because I was doing the fitness the same thing happens with your entrepreneurship as you were saying and I tweeted that the other day I now get bored very quickly doing anything that's unproductive which also has its downsides, but which which I did say, you yeah. know, surely that's a gift and not a curse. Yeah. Question, mark. <laughs> yeah, because because it can it can get too out of hand. But now if I'm spending. Um, you know, if I go, right, I'm going to I'm gonna have a day off today, which I think I've said this a few times as well. I'm going to mm-hmm. give myself the day off. I'm not going to do any work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake up uh, a little bit later, so it's nine o'clock. I have my breakfast, have my shower, and then I do two or three hours of playing Xbox, watching TV and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after that two or three hours, I'm like, so it's what, like one o'clock in the afternoon by now? I'm like, I'm really, I'm really bored now. i what can I do what work can I do because I need to keep my brain active and my brain occupied and, and so suddenly I'm going I'm playing this video game and I could be doing work definitely I think that's just like a natural reaction like as soon as you
1: start getting into it it's like what can I be doing today that will add to my energy through mm-hmm. to my entrepreneurship and like one of, For me, one of the most powerful things was that wh- while I was at my nine to five job, I was coming home on the train. I had a really long commute and I was listening to podcasts like this one. Mm-hmm. I was listening to other podcasts and these things were like feeding me with all this knowledge that no one else is saying around me. And then it was kind of giving me that sort of like, oh yeah, actually I could do this. And so sometimes even just that little thing is your cypreneurship, That is you saying, I'm gonna take that downtime on the train to invest in myself just mm-hmm. to start learning these things. Mm-hmm. Like even if it is the two hours of your commute or you listen to an hour on the way home, that is you being a cypreneur Because yeah. for me, and I think this is like, this is what I was talking about in English the other day. I was just like, entrepreneurship is not just business. I think it's at its core, it is self, like, self-development, self-growth mm-hmm. because entrepreneur exposes you to everything
0: yeah well i was whisk. listening to um i think it was the foundation podcast mm-hmm. which if you haven't checked that out like recently they have completely changed direction on how they're doing things it. and i like it has become it used to be one of those ones i go yeah i can't be listening to that one anymore uh, so i'd skip through that one on my playlist and i just go next yeah uh, whereas now like it is one of my favorite podcasts and they were talking about um energy and how you can bring energy into situations and things and one of the things they said was entrepreneurs used to be all about bottom line money 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 profit 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 Mm -hmm. and slowly there's this movement that's happening where it's not about that anymore it's about development on a personal level and about developing other people and bringing you know boosting other people around them and things like that and there's this, this whole movement where it is becoming about personal development more than it is about the money the money is obviously it's a
1: byproduct, isn't yeah, it? and
0: it is a goal because you are looking to make a survive, profit from you what still you want to, yeah. do and you want to be yeah exactly you want to be able to survive doing just this because it makes you feel good and it makes you develop yourself as a person and develop other people around you as well uh, so yeah as you say the money is a byproduct. It's it's a means to an end rather than you know, being able to to just earn a shit ton of money. And that's what I really like. It's like you say, like, the
1: scale has changed now. It's like, how much are you getting out of it in terms of, like, your freedom? What are you doing? Like, the fact that we're doing this podcast now is uh-huh. sometimes worth a lot more than, say, £100 that I could get at work. Like, yeah. it's nice to do these things. So, it's like, even as I was listening on the way here, James Alter was saying, he's like, there is a massive, like, coming together of this spirituality, not in a woo-woo way, mm-hmm. but in business. <laughs> People are seeing that these two things actually feed off each other. Yeah. And so that's obviously
0: something people should be aware of. Your belly yeah, is going crazy. I know, I know. I, I knew I should have eaten before I <laughs> this, this podcast. Um, so, yeah, you also mentioned about uh, making your commute productive. I just want to touch on this very briefly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're on the tube these days, your commute can be as productive as hell. I mm-hmm. mean, most people are reading books and that is productive in its own way, of course. Yeah. But one thing i got to point out, and I used to do this all the time. I don't really get the tube anymore, but... Yeah. You ha- even if you haven't got internet connection down yep. there, which you have most of the time now at you know, these all, these stations, yeah. well, it's not, not great. between stations, it's not great. But if you've got your iPad or your iPhone or whatever, right, use that time to deal with your emails because your emails won't send straight away, but if you press that send button, it will queue it all up. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you hit Wi-Fi or 3G, it will send them all off in one go. So use that commute for your email time and that like saves you so much time It's a minor thing. I just wanted to touch on it briefly, but (laughs) when I I realised that, I was like, A Wayne productivity hack. But no, it's definitely good. But I I just, what makes me laugh
1: is when, like, I know it's bad and I probably shouldn't think of that, but when I see people kind of like playing around with like um, those little crystal games and smashing crystals, and that's Mm -hmm. what I see most people playing on the phone. When I'm I'm reading books or I'm listening to audio, I just see people playing that. I don't know, it's nice. And I think sometimes for people like that, that's probably like their little meditation of the day. Mm -hmm. It's like, forget everything else, let's just smash little um jewels in the game yeah but i think like you've got to kind of sometimes look at it, like who do you think is growing more who do you think is increasing their wealth who's increasing their things that they're going to be able to like what they're doing to the world like are you going to come out of it feeling like okay i can make someone else's life better i can create a product that's going to change things like you have to i was i always look at it like that now As and mm-hmm. i don't know whether that's a bad way to look at it but no i, th- I think i'm just i just believe that you should always sort of like end your day sort of on the profit like what have you yeah what have you uh, emotionally profited from whatever you kind of learned that kind of is, mm-hmm. is growing your mind like mm-hmm.
0: I, I think i think the key to being a, a cypreneur um more than anything else is just maximizing your time mm-hmm. maximizing your time like listening to uh a podcast on the tube or on your commute or whatever like that's that's what i i did when i commuted and didn't live just five down five minutes down the road for from, from my work, that's what I was doing. And now I'm trying to find time to put these podcasts in, but then I just put them on in the background when I'm doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's I, th- I think the biggest, biggest key, and this absolutely just changed uh, my attitude to working for myself on the side, is schedule everything. You're not so big on, on scheduling as no, much as not. I am because you like the freedom around, but... But if you're the sort of person, particularly, that gets home after work and you're just like, okay, now I can relax and then nothing gets done and you're like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes next week and next month and then six months has gone by and you're like, I have achieved nothing this year. (laughs) Just schedule it because if you get into the habit of scheduling that stuff, if you know the first hour I get home, even if it is just that one hour, the first hour I get home, I'm doing my homework Mm -hmm. like you would at school. Yeah. (laughs) Um. That hour just stacks and stacks and stacks. You've done you've done seven hours if you do that every day in one week. So you've done seven hours. So you've done a whole day's work on your uh, side project in a week. Mm-hmm. So then that multiplies. You've done two days' work in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And in a month, well, just over a month, you've done a whole week's work on your project. Mm-hmm. And that's from doing one hour. So you put that into two hours... Use use half an hour if you commute each way to deal with your emails on that side project. That's two hours then that you've done.
1: Even if you're networking, if you're reaching out to people, mm-hmm. like sending tweets or finding
0: people who might be interested, or so then suddenly your your two hours work, your two half hour sessions of emails, and your hours work when you get home. Suddenly, by the time that you've done a, a week's gone by, you put two full days into a side project. two full work days yeah. into your side project. Definitely. That's your that's your weekend job. There and all you've done is taken an hour out of your day and use your commute and just start there because then what will happen is it will pay forward because you'll start getting excited about what you're doing because suddenly all these ideas a bit of are momentum going sort of
1: starts taking Absolutely. over
0: and then before long it won't be a case of oh i've got i've got to put one hour aside it then becomes a case of you know i want to put yeah a f- a just five hours just today just because i'm really excited about this project i yeah. just want to get this bit of the project finished you'll be so using
1: your lunch time you'll be using your break absolutely. you'll be trying and then to leave then it work just <laughs> snowballs
0: and then before long so long as your business and your side project is running right you the money's going to start coming in then you can start scaling back on the amount of, of time you're spending at your j- day job and you know hopefully eventually just get rid of the day job altogether and then become a full-time entrepreneur
1: Definitely. One thing I really, really want to touch upon is just the importance of finance. Like I've been reading a lot of, because I'm writing an ebook at the moment on sort of like managing your finances. Mm-hmm. And so I've, d- I've been reading lots and lots of books on it. And one of the main things they say is that like um, rich people kind of like really diversify their income. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people have this sort of like dangerous and i think it's naturally we're told this we've been actually sort of indoctrinated in a way to think it's the safer option is to have one kind of income so Mm -hmm. like one you go do your nine to five and one person pays you Mm -hmm. and what i think is so important about side like sidepreneurship as we call it is that what you're doing there is you're creating a potential second income yeah. And like nobody if you work for somebody nobody's job's guaranteed but then if you're a sidepreneur and you start creating your business and like that's what i did like when i was working full time then i started having a couple of clients and i was like well actually if i actually lost my job today if they fired me or told me I, they don't need me anymore i've still got two free potential clients who if i then push it a little harder i could just get my my salary back up to mm-hmm. what i needed to be which i ended up doing yeah and i think people really need to kind of look at it like that like the more you can have like a a few different streams of income the safer you are Mm -hmm. it's way safer to be like that like definitely and that's that's one reason that's one of the most powerful reason i think why people should be thinking actually yeah i need to have a little bit and plus even if you've got your money covered and you you feel you're in a secure job like just to know that you can create wealth or you you can create money for yourself on the side is just really empowering in a way
0: yeah well suddenly even even if that money on the side is 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 there for nothing more than just having a little bit of extra money just to blow on what the hell you want mm-hmm. like surely if you want to do that do it well, there's nothing wrong with doing that like my, my sister for example I mean she doesn't make a hell of a lot of money off of her side project this is my older sister she's a midwife and she does um, a lot of um, fabric stuff so mm-hmm. she like does pillowcases and things in fact I'm sit, sat on a pillowcase that Very nice. my sister made for me <laughs> uh, right now um, and she makes a little bit of money on the side but You know, that's not enough to pay her bills, but it is enough for her to go out and treat herself every now and then or buy her her kids if you know some extra presents or whatever at christmas or just things like that so it doesn't have to be a project that's there to pay all your bills if you don't want it to be if you want it to be a hobby that makes you money so you've got a little bit of extra spending money so be it that's fine that's good
1: i just think the the how empowering it is to know that you can make money it's like when you see that you can like i know make a blog or you can create an ebook or you can do a podcast Mm -hmm. and you see that you could potentially earn some money like even The first ten dollars or the first five pound, whatever you earn, it's like wow, that's so empowering to know that you can make money yourself. Like you, you were laughing like was you saying about your Amazon associates and no, it's my YouTube. Oh, your YouTube, yeah. And how much did you make? My
0: company (laughs) have just made their first three pence on youtube exactly and that felt amazing but that's what i'm saying just to we know we can't even get to that three pence because google won't have it over until we've <laughs> 60 quid that. but these things are like people are like wait that's still 3p that
1: you created through a digital product <laughs> online and
0: and that and, just- that and that in all honesty was through like practically no effort we yeah. put a video together and we put it out there we hardly marketed it at all mm-hmm. and it just happened to get enough views to make three pence well, I know
1: my little brother's making like three, four hundred pound a month on YouTube and he's mm-hmm. bloody 14 years old. So
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So it's just like there, there are opportunities out there for show. Um, Ah, there was actually another thing I want to talk about because you were just saying about your sister. But I had um, I was speaking with a friend the other day, and she was saying like she was working like full time in the city, mm-hmm. and she really just didn't like a, a full time job. And so in the evening, she started doing a pet grooming course, right? And like as and she so she was doing the course, going to work, and then now she's literally flipped it round. She now she was doing like telling people she does grooming. So after work, she was getting in a car, driving to people's house, grooming mm-hmm. dogs, and she realized, wait a minute, I can actually replace my whole. Our job. she loves working with animals and so now she's became she went from cypreneur and now went home was doing a course for a little while and is now fully in control of all her finances and i was just like that's exactly how it should work like yeah. and i think more people are sort of waking up and saying wait i can do there's loads of online courses mm-hmm. i just completed an online personal training course It's not that i want to be a full-time personal trainer it's just that if i can train clients on the side and earn a little another stream of supplementary yeah. income then what's the problem with it
0: Yeah, exactly, and I I sometimes refer to my day job as uh, you know my uh, acting fund Mm -hmm. because that's that's the way I look at it. Once that covers my that is what allows me to pursue my acting career and pursue you know setting up my production company and all that sort of stuff because that pays the bills and then I've got this little bit extra that I can pump into that as well. And I I think that attitude that she's had is completely right. Uh, You know, I I'm doing what I love. And and this is the thing, right? If you're doing what you love for only an hour a day, right? And you're doing something you hate for seven, eight hours a day, something is fundamentally wrong with your life. (laughs) Like that's of no fault of your own, but your somebody said uh, something which really rang true with me uh, the other day. This is not a trial run,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? You have got this time, which is finite, on this world to experience everything you're ever going to experience, as far as we know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is not a trial run. You've got this and nothing else. So use it to the full. Like, why are you spending the majority of your time doing something you hate, you're hating, and the minority of your time doing something you love? Okay, yes, necessity, but, but fulfill that need doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not going to happen overnight. So don't quit your job. Use your job as a means to an end and that is it. The job pays the bills and that is it. Use your side project and be a sidepreneur to do what you love mm-hmm. and and then transition. Use that use that spare time that you've got and that spare cash that you've got essentially from this day job doing what you hate to then pump that money in and let this side project grow until it until it gets to the point where it's earning enough money that you need to actually put more time in than you can physically put time into mm-hmm. and then get rid of the day job because once it got to that stage, then you don't need the day job anymore. So get rid of those golden handcuffs as they call <laughs> them and just, just get rid because even, even if that means you're taking a pay cut of, I don't know, 10 grand, let's say, let's say, let's say you're on a 30 grand job doing a job that you absolutely hate. Okay. And then your business gets to the point where it's making you enough money to earn you personally 20 grand a month uh, a year right so you're taking a 10 grand cut uh, yeah a 10 grand cut a year right but i can guarantee you you will be far happier and feel far wealthier mm-hmm. taking that 10 grand cut doing the thing that you love definitely you absolutely
1: have a better quality of life and i think one thing you said there i think it's it's like a bad job is like bad friends. Because mm-hmm. a bad job is just gonna bring you down. Like it's gonna cause you to do all these we talked about sabotage and behaviours. It's gonna break your break your confidence. It's gonna break everything around you. Your relationships, you're gonna be horrible because you hate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's the same thing really. You kind of don't like don't get sort of like sucked in that you kind of I don't know, doorship is that sort of opportunity to kind of really refocus.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I've warned you that I was gonna you do always this, do and I this. love playing devil's advocate. Anybody that knows me, and anybody that's listened to this long enough knows that I like playing devil's advocate. But that's why
1: we do it as a discussion, so that you can grill me every now and then.
0: So that I don't irritate my friends being a devil's advocate.
1: It's all good.
0: So, um, obviously we're saying let's put some time in outside of work, Mm -hmm. right? But I fell into the trap, as I've said many times, and it's very easy to fall into the trap of burning out. yeah. Because you're then doing you're then doing twelve hour days. Yeah. you're, you're at risk of doing twelve hour days. Once you add your commuting, if it's, it's let's say you're in London, it's it's an hour commute to work. So you've got to get there for nine. You've got to leave at eight. Mm-hmm. Right. You finish at five. So that's six o'clock. You get home. So then by the time you've put in your extra hour, that's seven o'clock. That's eleven hours already. If you want to put in an extra hour, that's a twelve hour day. Mhm. So then you're at risk of burnout as i
1: said earlier like i do generally believe if you're looking after yourself and you're doing all the right things your body has a lot of energy and the thing is with entrepreneurship like you say when you're starting out you kind of have to accept that you're probably going to be doing a lot more energy like the thing is as well most people at their day-to-day jobs literally are doing things on autopilot so it's you're hardly using that brain power and it's only probably the things you're doing in that day that are just zapping you like just getting into stupid arguments or go into meetings that are just draining you of energy or you're mm-hmm. eating rubbish food so really intellectual energy should be like it, abundant abundance. yeah but because you for so long you're not using it it just all day long you're just on like a coast in autopilot where everything you're doing at your i remember you get into your job and literally know exactly what you're doing you could probably do it. it's like automatic it's like mm-hmm. your body's doing it without you mm-hmm. and so for me burnout only happens if firstly you're not looking after yourself in that 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 beginning part of your day where you're at your full-time job you're not kind of looking for the positives in there you're kind of surrounding yourself like you're not going to go hang out at lunchtime with a guy that pees you off and always talks about his relationship with his wife that's boring the hell out of you or something like that mm-hmm. like you get away from the negative influences in a day you start eating you start respecting yourself start treating yourself well you're going to feel good everyone in the office is going to be a bit jealous of you because now you've got this you're jumping around the office when you're buzzing you're you're telling everybody you're vegan <laughs> they're like bloody <laughs> oh he's, what's he what's he what's happened to him <laughs> you've changed
0: but that's what i'm saying so you'll
1: start having energy yeah. And then when you come home, then it's about, like you say, being really specific. You're like, I'm only going to do this for two hours because I know it's very easy. I, I, I'm guilty of this totally. I was working like till half 11 last night, still doing things that I didn't really need to do. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like you're excited to do it, so you carry
0: on. Well, I did exactly the same thing last night. I came home at 11 o'clock. I'd, I'd been listening to a podcast, which gave me an amazing idea. So I was like, I've got to write this down. I've got to write this down. And then also earlier in the night, I'd come up with this productivity hack well, kind of productivity <laughs> hack that I
1: was Did like... Did you say you woke up in the night? Huh? Did you say you woke up in the night with this productivity hack?
0: Did I say? No, I said earlier in the night. Ah, oh, I thought you said you woke I, up. I was going like bloody hell you're getting into no, it. No, no, not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> earlier in the night, I'd had this productivity hack that I just remembered when I got home. I was like, oh, I've got to implement this just to see how it works, which it did, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a really sad one, so I'm not going to indulge it. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave. I'm it I'm going to test it out for a long time, before and then we I might share I, it if it. express is. it, but then I was so I just came home. I was like, okay, so I want to write this idea down. Plus, then I want to work on this productivity hack to implement it right away before I forget so I'm going to do that then I was up to like half 12 last Mm -hmm. night instead of you know uh, going to bed and being asleep by 12 Yeah. yeah. Um, because it is so easy particularly when you do have those eureka moments where you go I've just had an amazing idea I'm like that with blogs or
1: when you get an idea for a podcast I'm like yes I'm going to do that podcast next and you go crazy on it Mm -hmm. and there are dangers to that as well and I think like you said earlier sometimes you can get caught in the trap I've been caught in the trap where if you do only do three hours that night and then you go and decide to sit and watch tv for a bit that you actually start feeling like guilty that you're doing that mm-hmm. when you could be getting on with the ebook you're writing or the blog post you're writing yeah. or the podcast notes that need to be set up mm-hmm. so yeah there definitely are dangers but I, I do think if if you're treating yourself right and you're you're surrounding yourself with positive people who are doing the same thing mm-hmm. and you just feed off each other's energy that you actually yeah. can you don't you don't burn out you've got to be you just gotta be wise like we all said we said with um on the biohacking episode we're just like you've got to respect sleep you've got Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep you've got to make sure you're hydrated you've just got to make sure you're filling your brain with positive stuff and then suddenly you're gonna be like wait a minute i didn't know i could produce this much energy Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you'll just be getting you'll be getting through
0: stuff yeah definitely and you mentioned something else there which is the other thing that i wanted uh, to discuss about on the side of burnout is that it is super important Super, super important to make sure that as well as putting that time aside to work on your project, you're also making sure you put in plenty and I mean plenty gem of time for doing nothing. Yeah, that's hard. We discussed your ideal work week. Well actually week, if you if and you went i've got so much, too much time of yeah. just not doing enough and i was like no that's normal <laughs> yeah
1: no it's true but i think when you're when you're looking after yourself and you're doing all positive things you're listening to positive stuff like you can't help but just you just keep creating ideas keep coming to you and you literally can't stop and it's hard to quiet them and i know you were going to come over to my house today to record this but i came over to yours and we were saying like before the episode let's go like have a meditation in the forest where we yeah. literally try to do nothing for an hour because it's so important but I think for people maybe listening to this at this at this stage are thinking that's crazy, like you feel like you, you don't want to relax or you kinda can't. Mm-hmm. But what literally if you're doing that side gig and it's something that you love doing, you literally the energy that comes through you is just unbelievable and you'll yeah. just wanna keep doing things to keep working on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's very, very important to make sure that you do if if I'm a strong believer of if your mind is going, I really cannot focus today, it probably means you're not having enough downtime. Mm-hmm um and since i've kind of budgeted my downtime like my productivity has gone super high because i'm not getting to the point where i'm going i really just want to sit and play a video game because i've done enough of that that i'm bored of playing the video game and Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm i'm it's now time to work and it's about that it's almost like the whole wheel of fortune thing Mm -hmm. if things go good they're eventually going to go bad and then they'll go good again it's that same thing if you stay Super, super productive. You're going to burn out, so you're mm-hmm. just going to end up relaxing, and then you're going to get to the point where you're going. I've done so much relaxing on board of this. I'm productive again, and then biology always wins out. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go in these cycles. So, embrace the cycles, but but if you have the control over when they happen or at least try to take control over when they happen, you're going to be more productive at the right times and less productive at the right times as well. And I think that's you will,
1: important. you will come home some days and you'll be like, "I really, it's been a hard day and I don't feel like doing anything. And you've got to be okay with that and be like, mm-hmm. okay, today I'm just going to relax because while you're relaxing, you're sleeping well. The next mm-hmm. morning you've had a great sleep and you've come up with the idea of exactly what you want to do that evening and the
0: energy's back. Exactly. It gives your brain the time to kind of assimilate everything that you've listened to and taken note of and everything. And... and um, and kind of assimilate it the other thing that I want to play devil's advocate on oh no not another we, before one before we start wrapping this up and this is I think the biggest argument against cypreneurship. against it against cypreneurship. how dare you I'm playing devil's advocate I told you okay so I've got my bills covered yeah right I can uh, I can buy whatever food I want I'm earning a fair amount right mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm in a job that I hate. But I've got all my bills covered, right? Yeah. So then I'm setting up this business. Mm-hmm. Okay. This side project, right, that doesn't need to earn me any money. It doesn't need to earn me any money because I've got all my bases covered. Yeah. Right? So is there a danger of complacency that you could fall into as a cypreneur? And do you think that the having the fear of knowing that you've got to cover these bills do you think that that is not a strong motivator a strong a stronger motivator to have a successful side project so what i'm saying is if fear is the best motivator because you know you've got to cover these bills it's going to force you to hustle it's like that that working well under pressure thing so would it not therefore be better to quit the side job and go and go all in because it means you're going to hustle and it means you're going to get the results that you want quicker. The main, the main thing I think is fear,
1: when you're working from a, like a, a space of fear or a mindset of fear, you are not going to be creative. When you're mm-hmm. worried, when you're nervous, you're in mm-hmm. fight or flight, your brain does not work productively. So for me, you want to minimize the fears. So if the fear is that you're not healthy start looking after yourself if the fear is that you're not going to make ends meet keep your job like because if you jump out of it and then you're in panic mode you know you've only got a month left before you literally might be out on the street do you think in that month beforehand that you're going to be so creative like writing stuff feeling good surround yourself with people that you want to meet you'll be thinking crap 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 i need to get this done now 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 and then it's gonna be your worst work because you're working from a place of fear so for me, and and in the, the the beginning of that question, the fact about are you going to be like, will you get complacent if you know you've got your bills covered? You will never be complacent if the thing that covers your your bills is the thing that you you detest, like it's it's something that's destroying your life, and you can feel that you're going to work and you're hating it, like you won't get complacent because your dream and your passion is like, actually, I want to do a cyprono gig because if I can then cover those those bills and those things, I can't wait today the day I come in and just hand in my notice and say, like, I'm out of here and I've gone and done something. So I don't think you'll get complacent and I do think it's very dangerous to put yourself in a, in a state of fear before you've even started because that's just stupid. Like, I, I, I was at that stage at the beginning of the year where I was scared that I wasn't covering enough. I was nowhere near earning the same amount of money as I um, as I was getting on my, my full-time job and I started like as I said I kept coming here and saying to you Wayne man I keep like looking at job sites and thinking maybe I should work part-time maybe I should I do that and then when I sort of started seeing income coming in and getting more relaxed I was like oh actually now when I, when I work from a place of being relaxed with it it seems that people just come to me and they want my services and I'm and I come across to people I don't come across desperate I come across in the kind of way that look I've got great service or skills that I can offer you I'm not coming here like, look, I'll do it for this much. I'll do it for really cheap. It's like, no, look, I know I can deliver on what I can, what I do. And you should want my service. So it's, 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 fear is dangerous. Like you don't want to be in a panic mode, especially when you're starting your side gig.
0: Good answer. That was what kind of what I was hoping you were going to say.
1: So your, 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 um, devil advocate questions are really just a way of sort of
0: extracting the kind of answer you like to hear. Yeah, basically. Well, hopefully I can. Which I wish people, more people would understand. I think people don't understand Wayne's not just being mean I'm not just being a knob for the sake of arguing guys anyway so should we but that being said no
1: (laughs) so we'll wrap things up with the um, actions 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 steps we've
0: got the action steps for you (laughs) (laughs) okay so there was actually quite a lot of things that we we thought could could be uh, appropriate action steps, but we've kind of whittled them down to mm-hmm. three for you, which we think are the the three most uh, effective things that you can do. Um, number one, which I am super, like super super about, is just allocate your time slots for your business, because mm-hmm. that has completely changed changed my businesses, if you count my acting and my production company, and just the way that I I focus on those, and it's made me. 10 times more productive one thing i want to say on that point is
1: like as i say, i think i said before i'm reading the book the one thing if if you're like me and you're not into massively like scheduling stuff yeah yeah if you're not massively into scheduling stuff i just have the one thing like i say what's the one thing that mm-hmm. i need to get done tonight mm-hmm. and so that's quite a nice way of putting it sometimes if you're someone that doesn't want to be so rigid like i have to work for two hours straight uh-huh. i just say well i need to get the website up tonight done that's my one thing
0: yeah but but in a, in oh, a counter God argument because i agree with what you're saying so yeah. i kind of do the same thing as well mm-hmm. um but if you say to yourself every day six o'clock sharp i start working on what i got to work on on my one thing on my one thing okay we can meet in the middle yeah <laughs> so i'm not i'm not saying yeah at six o'clock i have to work on on this 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 and this yeah. it's just at six o'clock i do my one thing for that day and then you ask yourself What's that one thing I'm gonna do today? Because
1: I think it takes it takes years. Writers know this. It takes years to kind of schedule a time and actually be creative or do something that Mm -hmm. you really want to do in a certain time. I think when you're doing something creative, it doesn't just happen in the moment you tell it to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. Um, So then the other thing is um, have a to-do list and stick to it. whether that means that – and, and this is the thing, again, kind of linking it to the scheduling thing. Just because you've said this is on my to-do list doesn't mean you've got to do it at that 6 p.m. mark. Mm-hmm. It just means that you've got to pick one item off that to-do list and get it done. Yeah. Um, so stick to that to-do list. And, and the main thing, please don't fall into the trap of not carrying your to-do list over because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just then write another to-do list and not even look back at the previous to-do list. Oh, mate, we're
1: just so against each other now. I'm just going to have to come out at you. Main thing with me, I I do that. So I write a to-do list each day and then I'll write a new one the next day. And for me, if anything doesn't get done on the one the day before, it wasn't important enough and it didn't need to get done. Like, it it was on there as a sort of extra. It wasn't Uh vital because always I get the vital ones done. So the next day I'll do the new one. If the one naturally moves over, some move over, some things don't, they stay. So it's a good way of sifting. But
0: it's different working practices. It is. I it's think. different.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's why it's good that both us talking because mm-hmm. one way doesn't work for um, everybody. Your mm-hmm. way might. People might love your way. People might love my way. And on the on the post note, I think the other thing there, on the, um, the to the to do list. The another other thing I do, which I find really effective, is write like we. I think you do it as well. Write it the night before. And check, just look over it first thing in the morning, just because it's in your head. Okay, when I get home, these are the things, and you don't know how clever the mind is. Like it's working on it while you're mm-hmm. at work, while you're kind of zoning out, doing the thing you're doing on autopilot. Your brain's putting together what you're going to write in the evening, mm-hmm. how you're going to do these things, and then when you get home, you're, you're already kind of in psychology. They call it priming, so you're literally priming yourself for the thing you're going to do throughout your whole day. You get home, it mm-hmm. feels like you're ready. Your brain's been working on it all day for you.
0: I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you've got an iPhone, honestly, that is the best way, for me personally, I, I don't think it probably works for your system, but that is, for me, the best way to run your to-do list. Because mm-hmm. so if you set your reminders for that, you, you say, six o'clock, I'm starting, you set your reminders for the, the either the one thing or the few things you want to get done in that mm-hmm. hour slot that you set at six o'clock in the evening, and you, all those reminders go off at six o'clock, right? So then you've got this list of things that you can work through, yeah. okay? You can And you can put them at level of importance as well. So if you if you want... That's the one thing. And if I've still got time, I'll get these done as well. And then... You're what? a lot
1: more on that than me. Like, I'm, I can't work that rigidly.
0: No, I know. I know some people can't. I know yeah. some people
1: can't. But it's good, it's good. But um, anyway, these action steps are meant to be
0: quick-paced. Yes. Let's, let's fire yes. the next one out. So the final one, <laughs> and I think this is also ultra-important... These are the top three. That we had to whittle it down. This is why these are all really important. Spend time with like-minded people. Like us just doing the podcast alone... Every yeah. time, because we'll we'll record the podcast and then we'll chill out for a few hours and just chat and and brainstorm. And, well, not brainstorm, but kind, kind of bounce of, off yeah. each other and stuff. And every time, I am always pumped.
1: Yeah, I leave like ignited. I'm like, I know exactly what I want to get done mm-hmm. now. And I think, and that's what I was saying. It's managing your energy. We when we come together and we have a conversation, we increase each other's energy to go back yeah. away. If you go home and you surround yourself with people who are just what the hell are you doing on the computer at this time of night? Why are you working? They have the, people that are zapping your energy.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's a great one. Even if those are people that uh, would like to tell you that they're super productive as well. Yeah. Those people that then go, <laughs> like if you're not seeing them work and they're telling you how productive they are, <laughs> something slightly <laughs> a little bit fishy.
1: <laughs> anyway, we've got some book recommendations. Shall I do this or you do this?
0: You can do this. This is your usually your. your oh, is that my thing, spot? Okay.
1: Well, first thing I want to say, actually, I'll give you the books first. So, the first book is The Art of Start by Guy Kawasaki. It's a great book, especially if you're looking to start. Just, it's The Art of Start. And if you want to start at your side gig, check it out. Um, another great book, which for me like is a game changer, was The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Um, another great book is. Um, the Lean Startup, so that's kind of really starting minimal, which is great, again, if you're starting your sitepreneur journey. And last one is the um, $100 Startup, and that's literally showing you that you can start your side gig on a very low budget and, and watch it grow from there. And um, recently, we've just signed up to the um, Audible affiliate scheme. So basically, every book we've just mentioned there, you can get for free. You can get one of them for free if you go to um, PowerfulNonsense.com slash Audible. Go on there, sign up, and then you can download any of these books, mm-hmm. Audible books, like um, audio books. So, like we were saying, if you're on your commute home, you could be listening to one of these books, and and that's the thing; it'll be that catalyst that gets you started.
0: And the and the the link, just to clarify, is a free trial to mm-hmm. Audible. Um, so it means you don't actually have to pay anything for that book at all. It's mm-hmm. not a free if you sign up. Well, it is free if you sign up, yeah. but it's it's free. <laughs> And, and the great thing about it as well, it's not like one of these subscription models where once your trial's over, you can't listen to that book. You keep that book. Yeah. That's constantly on your account yeah. forever and ever and ever.
1: It's just a win-win, basically. So you can
0: listen to it over and over and over and over again. And if you choose to continue with your Audible, uh, Audible account, you get a free credit every month which means essentially you've got your free book. I mean, obviously there's a paid subscription after, <laughs> your, after your trial. So it's not technically free, Yeah. but you also get reduced uh, prices on not, uh, when you don't use your credits. Yeah.
1: And I just think all like it's great. Like listening to podcasts, listening to audio books, listen, reading books, like mm-hmm. all these things, like, cause I go three weeks where I'm up and down on yeah. what I want to do. Sometimes I want to read, sometimes I want to listen. And for me, listening to audio, 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 listening to audio was the thing that sort of really started me off on entrepreneurship.
0: Absolutely. I'm completely the same. Like, I used to when I did commute in the mornings I used to try and get on the tube and read a book and I would be too tired and mm-hmm. I would just I'd just put the book aside and be like screw yes. this yes. and I'd go to sleep uh, whereas if i've got audio you can in close ear, your eyes still. you can <laughs> you can be super passive and you know what even if you do fall asleep on the tube whilst you listen to it your brain's still hearing it your brain's still processing yeah. it so you're still going to get some benefit from it so all i'm saying is it's a win-win situation for everyone so, i am so on it with
1: audio <laughs> so download your free ebook at powerfulnonsense.com audible yes okay so i'm just going to wrap it up with the end quote and our end quote is jobs don't have futures people do and that's by l nightingale and that's basically just saying like when you're working for someone else like there's there's not a future in it really like the future is in the thing that you do that's through your passion and that's where that's where the the good stuff lies Mm
0: -hmm. so time to wrap up thank you very much for listening as always and as always i said that twice there nice thanks uh if there's anything you want us to discuss please send us an email and if you've got any feedback on the show if you you know want to tell us what we're doing great or if you want to tell me just to shut the hell up because i rant too much then fine send me an email leave jim alone (laughs) jim's so nice he wants he can be vegan if he wants exactly so email me your abusive emails <laughs> to Wayne at com. Also, the nice emails. I'll accept them you as well. You can send
1: the nice emails to me at gem at com.
0: <laughs> or if you prefer to uh, tweet us, please don't tweet abusive stuff to me because you might get reported. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm joking. If you want it, Well, actually, no, I'm not. Don't, don't be abusive on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to tweet me, you can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram. And you can tweet me at CKYIL.com diZ and I'm, we're gonna say it again if you want to check out audible and these audiobooks for some good good ear bashing bashing yeah. No, I was no I was gonna say ear porn but it's probably not right that do <laughs> some ear porn entrepreneurship ear porn <laughs> entrepreneurial ear porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> then go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash audible you can sign up get your free trial of audio audio Audible and get your free audiobook.
1: <laughs> cool so and, and yeah don't forget to um, review us on iTunes that obviously helps us out a lot so that's all thank you very much for listening and the breakdown of this episode will be available on powerfulnances.com so you can see like all the top bits it'll cut all Wayne's riffraff and uh, yeah check it out
0: get side hustling hustle baby powerfulnances.com forward slash audible Bye. <laughs>